0: and to connect with your soul. Because when you take care of you, your results will take care of themselves. All right. Nancy, I am super excited to have you on this episode of Inflow with Soul. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation today. Oh, thank you so much for including me in your wonderful endeavor. Oh, this, you have been a huge part of me getting to where I am now, which is why this conversation... Um, I'm going to get a little emotional. It's really personal. It's really personal for me. Um, So what I'd like you, for those who don't know you yet, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do now.
1: What I do now is um, I work with people. I'm, I'm an intuit, and I have been working with folks for a lot of years to help get their energy balance, to help find those little things that they are holding on to that may not serve them. So we have yeah. little thoughts and ideas and and uh, emotions that we hold on to that cause us to behave and think and act in certain ways. And um, my job is to find those and to help you let those go Yeah, and to help you get on in a, in a happier vibration, I guess is the way to say it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for for people who don't know what really an intuit is or how you do your work, how do you describe that? Well,
1: um, I just know things, okay. And I'm able over the years. I've I've been able to um, develop my intuition. Anybody can do it. It's sure. something that that came natural to me as the young person and um, something that I came back around to later in life. And it um, is just really tapping into the energy that's all around us and to say, okay, I want to connect with this specific person mm-hmm. and I want to know about their energy mm-hmm. and I want to know what's in their energy. Mm-hmm. And I do that with permission, only sure. with whoever I'm working with. Um, but I just, I get information And it's really interesting in talking with people how accurate the information is Mm -hmm. that's coming to me when somebody's really ready to do some work. Yeah. And so with that information, we have a conversation and then we find out what it is that that is um, causing them discomfort, causing them to not feel like they're ready to be successful or ready to step out into that next um, experience that it's in their mind, but something's holding them back.
0: Yeah. And And so that's kind of it. So how long have you been in this capacity as an intuit using this for other people, not just for yourself? About 15 years. Okay. And tell me a little bit like a synopsis of what these 15 years have been like for you. Like, did you just like know who you were and, and what you wanted to do? Has there been some figuring it out as you go along?
1: There's been a lot of figuring it out, and, okay. and it's been quite an evolution. Um, I had other successful businesses before this work and a life-changing event that uh, caused me not to be able to do the work that I used to do. And what happened was one door closed and another door opened. Mm-hmm. I uh, was not able to do as much work with numbers, which okay. was my, I was a business consultant. Uh-huh. And what I found was that I had awareness and I thought, Oh great. Now what do I do with this?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so it was a matter of, I started uh, uh, learning Qigong and I started um, studying and practicing and, and uh, talking to other people and just trying to figure out what it was that I had mm-hmm. and what I could do with it. And, um, I think the most exciting thing, the thing that turned things around for me was, um, one of my consulting clients was a, a holistic veterinarian. Okay. And I had just come back from a Qigong training and I saw this kitty in this cage and I just, I could just feel that it needed help. And the kitty was slated for surgery. It had a huge mass in its stomach. (laughs) I get emotional about this one. Um, (laughs) I sat there and I connected with that kitty. I did my work and I walked away. And when I came in the next morning for a meeting, the vet grabbed me and she said, would you look at this? And she had two x-rays and one x-ray had a tumor. The other one did not. And that was the after. Wow. And I, that was the moment that I knew that there was a lot of power and a lot of ability to help other people yeah and so that kind of turned things around for me and I started really looking for ways to help people to help myself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um and that has been a progression over the years I never stopped learning yeah I didn't necessarily enjoy school but I love to learn Okay. And so there are so many opportunities out there to just see what other people are thinking. How are they going about things? Um, And I try to take in as much as I can because it always gives me something.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, um, speaking of always giving us something, um, just before we started to hit record, you and I were having uh, our our conversation and... um, I was telling you that along this path to get to where I am now um, that I've been on at least for 12 years, I think is when I first decided that I wanted to change careers and become a coach, um, that there's been a lot of trainings, a lot of um, opportunities that I took and then didn't pan out the way that I thought they would. And mm-hmm. um, I had often judged myself for why did I do that? Why didn't I make better decisions about, you know, what trainings I was going to go to or, or what opportunities I was going to invest in? And um, I was really hard on myself for that. Um, what I see now is that although I'm not using all of the tools that I've ever been taught to use, having those experiences helped me recognize when something really did connect, click with me. Like this, Absolutely. this resonates with me that did not doesn't mean that that strategy doesn't work for other people or resonate with other people, but it just didn't work for me. So now I, I I'm at this place where I feel like I can I now have a better way of determining what's right for me based on these prior experiences that in the past I've defined as failures. And now I'm defining as that's just kind of part of the fun of what we're doing.
1: Absolutely. Right? I feel, you know, I've done the same thing in the past and and I came to realize that everything that we choose can be an opportunity or a failure Mm -hmm. and everything that we choose has value. We just maybe don't see it immediately. We may recognize the value in something that we experience weeks or years down the road, but there will be something pop into my head and I'll say, oh, I remember where I experienced that. Right And yeah, it is helping. Yeah. So I, I think it's a lot about mindset. It's a lot about how we value ourselves and how we value our experiences.
0: Completely. And I want to come back to how we value ourselves. But before we do that, tell me a little bit about, you kind of slipped in that you had other businesses before this. So yes. you are already a businesswoman before you became an Intuit and, and created a business based on that Absolutely. skill set so give me a little bit of an idea what your business background is so um,
1: 1986 we were my husband and I were kids we came to Vale Colorado and we've been working for other people and it just was really unsati it just wasn't satisfying okay. and my husband's parents had a small business and they said that's where you need to go you need to find a small business that'll work for you And we did. We found a liquor store at the base of Vail Ski Mountain. Okay. And we worked hard. We worked like crazy. I had taken a class in, in business machines in high school. Right. Right. um, (laughs) Which dates me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the class. And so I had to learn how to do all the bookkeeping, all the marketing. My husband and I had both been in retail, but, um, I learned the back of the house by the seat of my pants and um fast forward we're we're still in business we're very successful um our son has come home to help us run the business and so i still run the back of the house all the employee stuff all the accounting that's mine but i always uh i like to be in charge too and i like to be up front and so after we've been in business a few years um I had learned a lot and I'd, i um, worked with the, uh, small business, uh, people from the SBA and, you know, taken classes and, and really done some training and some, some learning. And I, um, started working with small businesses and I created a consulting firm that there were four of us in the office and we set up, you know, we would take someone that wanted to bring their business to market. Okay. And we would set up their accounting. We would set up marketing, work out marketing plans with them or else we had partners that could come in and help. Um, and we helped them run their business. I met a lot of really brilliant, talented people that were in debt up beyond their eyeballs because they were just trying to do everything themselves and they just got into trouble. Yeah. And so we would help them reduce that debt and bring their business into a positive cash flow and a successful um Place. Yeah. And I did that for a lot of years. And, um, and then there was the great, I don't know what. <laughs> um, in the matter of a week, my office manager took another position and I nearly died from a carbon monoxide oh, wow. leak in my house. And when I came out of that, my brain didn't work the same way. Wow. I had 30 or 40 clients, you know, depending in any given month and, um, I couldn't manage them. Wow. And then, then another person that worked in my office, she got pregnant and decided she wanted to stay home with her kids that were already at home. And so, um, everything kind of fell apart. Yeah. And I just had to let it go. I told all of my clients I was done. Okay. I moved out of my office. Mm-hmm. And came home, and that is kind of when the intuitive piece started coming into play because that door to the accounting and marketing closed. But all of a sudden, I, I could I could read people's energy. I could read the energy of places and spaces, and and um, it scared the heck out of me. Yeah. But over time and with practice, then I learned how to use it and how to do something good with it. Wow! And so it's been the best work really that I've ever done. And um it gets me excited when I get up in the morning and and I'm still learning and still figuring things out with people, but it uh it's it's been quite a journey and I'm grateful for every bit of it. You know, people will I don't tell the story often anymore, but you know, people used to ask me, Well, do you do you wish that the carbon monoxide leak didn't happen? And I said, Well, gosh, no. My office manager has a terrific job that she just really loves. We're still good friends. Um, I have work that is really meaningful and, and matters to me.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's not that the other work didn't, but this really is in my heart.
0: I can tell that. I can feel that so, from you.
1: And the liquor store is fun and it's my husband's deal. And I, you know, support that. And, and that's good too.
0: Right. So I'm curious, were there any lessons that you, uh, key lessons that you learned either setting up the liquor store business or your own consulting business that you now lean into with this business?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm never afraid to ask questions. Okay. I'm not afraid to ask someone else for help. And that was the premise of opening the, the uh, consulting business was that we as entrepreneurs we can't always wear every hat mm-hmm. we don't have areas of expertise and how much time are we wasting trying to do bookkeeping when we could be doing things that are making us money and making us happy so find that right person and so i my consulting company was that right person right we had connections for for financial stuff you know um lending investing we had connections for all the things that a business needed when they came to market. And that's the biggest thing. Um, with the liquor store, when I started, I asked a ton of questions. I had good resources through the SBA, um, and through my mother-in-law who had, knew how to keep books. Okay. I watched, I learned and, and just, I think not being afraid. Mm-hmm. If you make a mistake, if you stumble, look at it as an opportunity to see what did I learn? Well, you know, what do I still need? And talk to people. Yeah. Because when we close ourselves down, you know, we get really mental about things. And it's a lot of, it's like spinning your tires in the mud. Yeah. We
0: don't need to do that. It's very dramatic, but it doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> well, and, and I, as you're telling the story, what uh, I'm thinking of that, that topic of asking questions. And I think that's one of the things that I was not good at at all when I first started. I felt like, um, if I was going to say that I was in business for this, that meant I needed to have all the answers already. Exactly, uh, uh, it, and it's and I should have known better. Right here, I'm judging myself already. But I just come from a leadership role where I knew that I didn't have all the answers, and I knew that in my role as a leader, my job was to lean in, hire the right people around me that could get the answers, and to set up the systems for them to use their gifts uh, for the benefit of the good. Um, And yet, when I I made this career shift into becoming a coach, now all of a sudden, I felt like I had to have all the answers again. Um, yeah. And I, I think as I'm, I hadn't considered this topic before, but as I'm thinking of it now, I think that was probably one of the biggest things that slowed me down is that, um which led me to taking all of these trainings, right? I just felt like, the next training is going to be the one that I need and and then I can go or the next training, that's going to be what I really need. And then I can go open my business. And, um, there's, there's that spinning the wheels in the mud, making a lot of really good noise, splattering a lot of mud everywhere, but I'm not getting anywhere.
1: Right. And I think that's really common and especially for women. Yeah. We have a different, um, we have, People see us differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 2021, uh, I, I still say that. Yeah. And I, it's true. And, and it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But it does cause us to, we feel it. Yeah. And we we don't want to look weak. We don't want to look stupid. Whatever the word is, we don't want to look less than. And we aren't. But somewhere in us, there's a little voice saying, but what about?
0: Exactly. And again, as I'm playing this scenario out in my own mind, I think you were one of the first people that I was willing to ask for help from. You and I had, I don't know if you remember this and for the audience, you and I had met um, at an NLP training. It was one of the four, the first training, it was a four day training, um, I think I happened to sit next to you on a little bench outside the conference room before the, the conference had opened on that first day. And then we just ended up hanging out together for that whole um, training and got to know you a little bit, this work that you were doing with energy. I, I was super in, intrigued by it because I had also done some reading myself and and um, even some dabbling in some energy work. Um but it, I it was never one of those things that clicked with me like this is this is my path kind of a thing but I wanted the benefits from it so I remember calling you back and it might have been like a year later um, and I don't know if you remember this but I remember this I, I called you back and said Nancy I think I'm ready yeah yeah and
1: and I do and <laughs> I was surprised and thrilled you were somebody that I just really loved interacting with and and I just loved your energy and so it was exciting for me to have an opportunity to work with
0: you yeah and
1: so it has it
0: still is absolutely I treasure our time the time that we have to work together uh, yeah. which is why this conversation is really so personal for me um so I remember I I went and I had no idea what you were going to do to me or for me or or how any of this was going to work. But it was just, I felt like what I could do is, in a word, just throw up on you when we got on the call, just throw up, here's whatever it is, make some sense of this. And then you just did what you do. And I, all I know is I'm on my end. I'm just being in tune with myself and I'm letting you do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> You, know, you would probably describe it differently, right? Yeah. Um, how would you describe the work that you do with your clients?
1: Um, ever evolving. <laughs> uh, but I guess to boil it down, I love to have a conversation with my client to know what's important to them, to know what's coming up for them, and and what they want to accomplish, and then. I ask the client to just relax and, and settle in. And, um, a lot of people fall asleep, which okay. is perfectly fine because I'm going to tap into your, to your energy field and see what's there yeah. and see what's creating difficulty. I, I use a tool. I actually use a pendulum, um, to get information and to actually physical confirmation, mm-hmm. um, of that information. And then I ask the energy, I ask you to move the energy out. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the type of energy, whether it's an emotion or whether it's a thought or a belief. Um, we hold energy in different ways. It all has a different vibration depending on the way we hold it. And we, we try to zero in and to find things that are getting in the way of you having your best life. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it depends on the person. Some people we do two or three sessions and they get everything that they need and off they go. And I may not hear from them again. I may hear in a year. It, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, whatever works. Some people we spend a little more time working through the layers because they're, we we've chosen to take on a lot more energy. Um, we've had a lot of life experience and, and there are just peeling back those layers A little bit at a time so that we don't do too much work and and upset the apple cart yeah so to speak um but it's really geared towards whatever the person needs and and what is going to help them get to to um their best possible place i always want to be gentle and i want people to feel cared for and nurtured and to know that you know this is a it's a very personal thing for each of us. So I want them to know that I respect that and that, that they're safe.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And, and I've always felt completely safe with you. Um, and you have helped me through not only like being stuck and not knowing why I'm stuck. Right. Uh, and I don't know uh, how I necessarily presented myself early on, but I, I know that we cleared away a lot of anger and rage and those kinds of things. And as um, consciously, I don't, um, I was not aware that I had, I was carrying around so much anger mm-hmm. or so much rage. Uh, mm-hmm. It was so well, is it suppressed or repressed, whichever <laughs> it is. Well, and as I recall, you know, we inherit things
1: through our DNA. Our yeah. DNA is a, is a blueprint. And when we've had a lot of, uh, family members, for instance, that maybe have experienced anger or rage or fear, um, that can come through as an energetic imprint on our DNA and it shows up and we don't even know why. Yeah. But it influences our life nevertheless.
0: Absolutely. Um, so I remember working on some of those things that I didn't even know what I was working on. Like if I had gone to a coach, I wouldn't have known necessarily what to talk about. Uh, Even if I had gone to therapy, I wouldn't have known what to talk about because in my world, everything's fine. Right. (laughs) Um,
1: Exactly.
0: You had also, so there was a time when um, I experienced a major flare up of psoriasis. So I've had psoriasis probably forever. Mm -hmm. Um. And about five, roughly five years ago, it started to flare up where my face was burning. I don't know if you remember this, right? It was I do. like a, a, a really bad sunburn from the inside where my skin down to my uh, wrists, down to my chest uh, was blistering from being, from burning. And it mm-hmm. felt like burning. And I remember I would call you or text you and saying, I've got a, a flare ups are coming up. What did you do with that information cuz you always helped me manage those symptoms during that first year of the flare-ups. So mm-hmm. what what were you doing on your side?
1: So what I was doing on my side was reading your energy and seeing what what was directly causing those flare-ups. You know, I our bodies are brilliant. Yeah. They have this innate intelligence and when we have symptoms that come up, it's our bodies telling us that something isn't right. Something is out of balance. Mm -hmm. And so it's my job to find what is creating the imbalance. And so going in and and I don't remember specifics, but I do remember, you know, just checking in and seeing what was showing up Mm -hmm. and, and letting that next layer get cleared away. And as the layers clear away, then your symptoms subside and, And we're back in, back in business. Yeah. So to speak.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it really was. I, I knew I could reach out to you. Um, and when you did your work, my symptoms would, um, improve. And I was on this cycle of, um, um, you know, the period of time in between flare ups was getting shorter, the flare ups themselves were getting longer until the point where I needed to, I all along I had been avoiding going to the a medical doctor because I didn't want to be put on the um, biologics with all of the side effects, right? So I really wanted to try to manage this, these symptoms without going down that route. And right. it came to a point where I couldn't do it. Anymore, um, and I found a doctor who also has a doctorate in metaphysics, so he's also an energy uh, practitioner and an immunologist. So he's got both fields. And I remember he said to me, "He goes, well, Mary, uh, this is no big deal. Like to me, it's a huge big deal, right? I'm uh, not only am I burning up, I'm 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 uh, physically uncomfortable. My face is all everything is swollen up. I look a sight." And he's telling me, "Oh, you're fine. You are just fine. This is just a result of chronic stress. You just need to find out what the result of what your source of chronic stress is, and these symptoms will go away." Mm-hmm. Which sounds so easy, yes. and I <laughs> I believe in that advice one hundred percent. Um, because, uh, so far I've still have been able to avoid the biologics. I also use, um, acupuncture now is an, another mm-hmm. one of the treatment modalities that I use to manage the symptoms, but the ultimate management of symptoms for me is the emotions. Because mm-hmm. when my emotions come up, the, the, uh, symptoms come up.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Our emotions are tied to the stories that we tell ourselves the, the stories that we create around our experiences and, you know, we get to choose how those stories go. But so many times we choose I'm in so much pain or I'm, you know, I'm so stressed out or, you know, pick a, pick a phrase, but the more we key into those, the stronger they become vibrationally in our bodies and, and the more havoc they can, can wreak on ourselves. Yeah. Um, because our bodies don't like the feeling of that vibration right our bodies want to be calm and in in that homeostasis and you know we want to be in a state of wellness right and it's a little hard for people to understand that we create our own discomfort we create yes. our own states of dis-ease by the stories we tell ourselves by the emotions that we hold on to and <clears throat> excuse me you know, sometimes we hold our stories as a badge of honor. Absolutely. And, you know, I know that's one of the things that we've talked about in the past and not that you necessarily did, but that those are things that we want to really be aware of and, and get away from. Yeah. We want to tell the story that is going to serve us, that is going to make us happy. You know, one of the things I do first thing in the morning when I wake up is say, I'm going to have a great day and I'm going to feel terrific today. And it's just one of those
0: things. Right. And
1: I think it makes a difference.
0: I agree completely. Um One of the things that that... Um, you and I had this conversation recently and, and that I think is relevant here is that recently, um, a colleague suggested that I read the book Letting Go by David Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I had read Power versus Force by him back in the mid nineties is kind of like one of the first books that, um, moved me out of the traditional um view of the way the world works, if if that's a fair yes. assessment. Um, here's another possibility. And so I, what I, when I came back to David Hawkins in this book on letting go, it's a huge book, it's like 800 and some pages. But to me, it comes down to just the title. It really is letting go of those emotions, that emotional energy that we're storing in our body. And then when we acknowledge that, we give that energy space to move out through us. Then yes. all of a sudden, I'm left with just me. And the me to me is that soul part of me. That part of me that is incorruptible. It It is perfect. It's always been perfect. Um, but I have just haven't been able to experience it because I had all of these egoic kind of stories that I'd been living with. About right. about my limitations, um, and you know, uh, for the listeners who don't know, I was adopted at birth, and I had created some decisions about what that meant about my value. From the from day one, I had decided that I wasn't worthy, um, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm not consciously aware of that, but that belief shows up then in everything that I do. Every, every relationship that I had with my adoptive family, with my siblings, with my peers, like there was very, I was not very good at relationships, right? But it was, yes. it all comes back to that, that core belief of, well, I'm not worth that much, right? So why would anyone invest in me?
1: That's
0: right. So when I, when I see this book on letting go again, um, to me, it's just like, I feel like I've come full circle with it, the introduction to here's a whole new way of looking at your world. And then it comes down to one thing, and that is letting go of those emotions. And, um, you know, I use some strategies with my clients. But um, again, you are here to talk about the strategies uh, at an energetic level, that uh, I, I find really fascinating. And what I love about it, is that I feel like you have facilitated me letting go a lot of my story without me having to relive it or to analyze it or to get into my head about it.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's to me, it's just a cleaner way. I don't have to be re-traumatized. Um, in order to let it go, it just, it goes. And I, and I think it wants like, again, my soul says we don't need this. <laughs> Nancy's going to help exactly. us. Great. Uh, the soul's <laughs> over there scooping it up to you, right? This is how, um, now that I have a facilitator, right, she can help me move that out. So
1: Exactly. I, and that's one of the things that I find is the more we tell the story, the bigger and stronger it gets. And yeah. so when I work with people, as you know, I don't often tell you what comes up because right. I don't want to keep it alive. I exactly. want it to go. You're perfectly willing to let it go. So we're not going to recharge it and bring it back around. And right. and it's tough for people sometimes to not get feedback about what we let go today. But I,
0: I like all those um, juicy bits, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's really wonderful just to feel better. It is. And that's the goal. We just want to feel good. And, you know, we've created these degrees of separation between our soul selves and our ego selves. And, and in those degrees of separation or is all the stuff. Yeah. And so in, in helping people let go of that stuff, then we get closer. Yes. You know, and, and your, you have always taught me so much. Things would come up in our sessions that I, would go explore because it was like, wow, that is so interesting. Um, and so thank you for that. Yeah. Because you just, you helped me learn and grow yeah. in the work that we've done together. And I am just, it, it's just such a huge shift from where we started.
0: Yes. And, you
1: know, you were committed to yourself. And that's the other thing. We have value. We are worthy. We, all these things that, that we hold at arm's length are the things that make us who we are. Yeah. And the sooner we can get reconnected there, I think the happier we are. You look fabulous. Yeah. You just listening to you talk. Um, the quality of your voice is so different it is. from when we started. And, and you wouldn't think that would be something that is affected, but it is. And so congratulations to uh-huh. you for really making wonderful changes in your life. Yeah. Bringing yourself out to, to be who you really are.
0: And, and that's just it, right? To be who I've always wanted to be. Um... Uh, I was describing to a a new client today that as we let go of, and I'm speaking from my own experience. So as I've let go of layer after layer, story after story, I feel like, again, what's left behind is me and that soul part of me. And damn, that feels good. Yeah. (laughs) That part always feels good. And, and so With the, with the letting go idea and having all of the experience I've had personally working with you and and the learnings that I've done and uh, applied for myself and, and for my clients, I'm just more and more committed to always paying attention to when I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I've decided that every time that I don't feel good, that that must mean that I'm trying to control something outside of me that I don't really have control to do. Exactly. And then I tune into well, what is the emotion that this is bringing up for me? And um, I, again, I, I if somebody would would have said to me that I have anger issues, I would have really looked at them cross-eyed, like I I don't even know what you're talking about. And yet, in a recent uh, situation, I was tuning into it, and what came up for me was just pure rage. It was like. Holy crap, I didn't even know I was capable of of experiencing rage at this level. And I'm I'm glad that I I know when I know that emotions aren't really literally going to take over me because in the as, as that crest of the emotion that's building, especially when it's something like rage, um and I'm I think I'm a little afraid of it to be honest with you. Uh, it it was scary to let that build up. Uh, and, and to not, not the rage necessarily, but just that sensation that I'm now complete, I'm opening to this. I'm I'm willing to experience this rage and, and the wave and then the wave come up and then start to recede. And I, to me, that was so empowering to be able to stand in that space, allow that rage to come up within me, accept it for what it was without judging it. I shouldn't feel angry, right? No, I do, <laughs> I feel angry about this. I'm okay with feeling angry about this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to control it, but I'm going to let it go through me. I'm not going to hang on to this, this rage. I'm going to let it go. Absolutely. And, um, I can't even tell you how much that has shifted my experience with that situation just by being willing to acknowledge that emotion, let it go. And now instead of feeling rage, I literally feel compassion and in my mind, my logical mind says it's not even possible to have to have and made it. that kind of shift. Yeah. And, and I keep waiting for that one thing that for somebody to say that, you know, will trigger me right back into being upset. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. And at least in this situation, uh-huh. uh, because I I was willing to acknowledge it, let it go and and not hang on to the story.
1: And and that's the key, you know, we we'd like to think we have control over a lot of things in our lives, but the reality is the only thing we really have control over is how we react. Yeah. And we get to choose. And and you know, you're that that's so powerful to hear what you're saying about the the rage and the anger because that is a really uncomfortable feeling. Rage, I had some experience working with it and and living it and it just twists you in knots and turns you upside down and and it changes everything when you bring it into your energy field and hold on to it oh my gosh and then yeah. you know it it it's amazing what it affects in people's health yeah. anger there there have been studies done that that actually correlate anger to um to cancer right and that people that are hugely angry you know when they find out they have cancer there have been stories of people that have just said i'm done i i give up i'm done being angry i'm over it and they get better
0: yeah that's another example of surrender and I, and you know, I, I think up until recently I would have considered surrender a very weak position. Mm-hmm. And what I see now as surrender as being the key to, to strength, because until I surrender to that experience, I'm going to be fighting it. Right on. And when I can surrender to it, allow it to do what it does, it's not going to hang around. I, I Absolutely. I, we don't. We don't keep rage in our back pocket just in case we need it. uh, (laughs) Right. Unless we're still, we're, unless we're just not willing to let it go completely. Right. We're not willing to completely surrender to it, but, uh, it's, it's just so powerful. And, and again, I'm so grateful to you for helping me, uh, get to where I, I needed to be. So where I, I could start now working on my, on myself. I could start working on my skill set so that now I can uh, support others in a similar fashion. Uh, So I would consider that my job is to also help people find where they're holding themselves back. Where's that emotion? Let me help you show you how to let that go. So that forevermore from now on, you always have that um, strategy to choose. You can choose to let it go or you can choose to hang on to it. It's, It's always a choice.
1: Absolutely. Oh. I'm so glad you're in the game.
0: Oh my goodness. You know, you're, oh,
1: life I, is supposed to be fun and I can tell that you're having fun and I I'm sure that whoever you're working with is getting great benefit.
0: Well, I, you bring, I certainly you
1: bring a so. lot to the world.
0: Thank you, Nancy. I, I'm so grateful for this conversation. I've learned so much from you. From you, um, and again, you've helped me so much. So, where can people find you?
1: Um, best way to reach me would be either be Nancy at Headwords, H-E-A-D-W-A-R-D-S dot com, or my cell phone is nine seven zero three seven six three nine five two.
0: That is wonderful. I I cannot wait for for you to be able to connect with more of the, of these listeners. Um, again, it's all about letting go. The more we let go, the I, I think that's how we change the world around us is by letting go of our own stories, um, getting more in touch with our souls, and collectively, I think that's how we make changes. I
1: agree completely.
0: Oh Well, thank you so much for your time together.
1: Thank you so much, Mary. It's really been a joy to be with you.
0: All right. Take care. Hi, this is Mary. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you are coming away feeling maybe a little inspired, maybe a little more informed, or maybe just rested. Most of all, I hope you're coming away feeling empowered. If you do, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes, but most importantly, please pass along this sense of empowerment to your friends and to your networks. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you.